This talk is offered by Ordinary Minds Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Andrew is an Australian Dharma heir of Barry Majid and is dedicated to extending Barry's vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. I won't give a talk, it'll be more of a, a guided meditation inspired by the, the Enlightenment poem we have just read. Uh, in our translation it's translated as faith in mind. In other translations, I've seen it translated as realizing mind. So it's the word faith is not, the meaning is not really one of believing in something, but it's really about realizing <coughs> our mind. In this context, mind with a <coughs> capital M, just another pointer to the, the way or the Tao, ordinary mind, true nature, our natural state. So meditation is not a doing. It's not a technique or a means to an end. We're not trying to achieve anything. We're not even trying to cultivate or create a special state. So meditation is more of a being, being who you are. not thinking. Thoughts will arise and thoughts will pass away. Yet being remains. the word being or the way, the Tao, it's pointing to this which is nameless. You can't pick or choose it because picking and choosing are activities of the discriminating mind. So 
when you hear or see the word discriminating in Zen practice, it's referring to the thinking mind, or the mind of concepts, categories. Meditation is not thinking, but neither is it struggling with or trying to stop thoughts. It's seeing clearly that thoughts arise from nothing and go back into nothing. Seeing clearly that there is no thinker behind the thoughts. space between the thoughts and the space between the musical notes. It's where we dwell. We dwell without Longing or loathing. That is, we dwell without desire or attachment. Or we dwell without aversion. So, whatever objects are arising and passing in our awareness, we're letting go of picking and choosing. We welcome all guests. They stay as long as they want to stay and then they disappear. When we dwell without longing or loathing, the way clearly reveals itself. We become the way. We are not separate from it anymore. We recognize ourselves, we meet ourselves, our true nature. In this recognition, we clarify or realize the mind. In other words, faith arises from personal verification. So doubt no longer arises. When we rest as awareness, when we are just being, being is like a knowing but the knowing is not an intellectual knowing. It's more than knowing of just hearing, just seeing, just feeling. In this kind of knowing, all conflicts drop away. All concepts 
of gain and loss, right and wrong, drop away. In this natural state that we are, there is no longer any sense of missing anything. It cannot be improved upon, it is totally complete. Just seeing, just seeing, just hearing, just hearing, just feeling. This just accepts all phenomena. We've already accepted it before we can even conceptualize or think about it. It's only when we get caught in the movement of thought, when we identify with thought, with liking and disliking, with longing and loathing, that we move away from it. When we rest in the non-discriminating mind, the perfect way, like vast space, lacks nothing. It's like the space within a room. The guests come into the room, they stay for a little while and they go. The guests can be sensations, the guests can be thoughts, the guests can be emotions, memories, perceptions. They're constantly coming and going. But the space is always just here. And even if we take the walls down of the room, the space is still here, extending in every direction without limits. Vastness. When we dwell in this vastness, in the mind which doesn't discriminate, everything comes and goes as it really is, appearing and disappearing. Not separate from the awareness, but continuing to appear and disappear in the awareness like the waves in the ocean. here, we experience the deep mystery of this suchness is just another word that's often used just to point to just this. with the reality of this moment. We are no longer going to war with or struggling with this moment. And becoming in accord with the way of this moment, all self-centered preoccupations drop away and doubt clears up.
And when truth fails, true faith prevails, just means that you see this clearly, you verify it for yourself. Everything is revealed effortlessly. This nature that we are is already awake. All we have to do is to recognize it. So thinking, not even thinking, nor imagination can help us to recognize this state, this ultimate reality. But when we enter into it, duality falls away. Duality of self and other falls away. Experiencing uh, an object out there, whether that object be a person or a sensation or a perception. That fundamental. duality of self and other cannot be in being. Awareness is always seamless, oneness, not two. free, liberated from the duality of self and others. In this non-dual world all is one, nothing is left out. In this unmeasurable truth one instant is ten thousand years. We are no longer measuring time or feeling that time is passing us by. We are time. Being is time. Everything is just this moment. Things do not separate into here or there. Infinity is manifested everywhere. This is the boundlessness, the vastness of being, of mind with the capital M, of our natural state. 
One thing is everything and all things are one. We do not make a thing out of the one, because the one can only be experienced as many. And the many is just the manifestation of the one. We abide within that intersection of the one and the many. As Nagarjuna, Nagarjuna says, Nirvana is the letting go of what arises and passes. Nirvana is simply dwelling in that constant coming and going without clinging or grasping or pushing away or avoiding. So the mind of faith is not divided, the mind of faith is the realization of our natural state. Living this realization, this recognize this. Faith and mind are not two. We can't really put words to it because it is beyond thought. It has no past, present, nor future. Simply abide as you are. We are already originally enlightened. The groundless ground. There's one ground but two paths. Prior to practice, we'll caught in the path of samsara. That's the great forgetting, the obscuring, the taking for granted, the overlooking of our natural state. And we continue to get reborn from moment to moment in identification with the self-center, with self-preoccupied thoughts and emotions. We hold and we avoid we cling and we resist. That's the activity of the self itself. The self-centered self longs for peace, but it can never find that peace because its very existence and activity is the antithesis of peace. The self-centered self has to die in the realization of peace taking the path of Zen or the path of liberation is the recognition of our true nature and our acceptance or surrender and letting go to that true nature. The difference between samsara and nirvana is simply one of recognition and living that realization. 
seeing of one's true nature is affirming this faith in mind. When we continue to, to clearly recognize this unique state, we become more and more familiar with it and we develop more and more of a homing instinct. Which allows us to abide more often and more confidently in this unique state. So meditation is simply abiding as you are and allowing this presence to infuse our conditioning, naturally liberating ourselves from attachment and avoidance. So just sit with the understanding that you are already enlightened. If you seek enlightenment, you will always move away from it. Dwell just in this moment. Dwell in the ceaseless change. Nirvana and samsara are not separate. They're two sides of the same coin. But when we dwell in our natural state, Nirvana is the letting go of whatever is arising and passing. 